0: welcome to the antioch community church podcast we are a church located in the downtown birmingham area where we desire to be with and like jesus and help others do the same for the glory of god we hope today's message encourages and challenges you
1: 15 verses 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Good afternoon. I am excited to be with you um, and to be able to, to read and share God's word. Oh, Lord God, what will you give me? Oh, Lord God, what will you give me? Oh, Lord God, what will you give me? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you meet us here today. Lord, that you care about Antioch Community Church, that you gave us your word that we might know you and pursue you and be loved by you. And so, Lord, I pray. I pray that you would meet us here, that you would open our eyes and our ears, that we might hear from you this afternoon, that we might know you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So if I'm honest, about three hours ago I had a different intro for you, Um, but as I rode here today, it was very cold And so, my lighthearted intro didn't feel quite right. But also, as I began to think about this text, it seemed weird to come up here and to start to talk about the joys of soccer when Abram is asking this question in verse 2, but Abram said, "'O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless.'" And I think there are many of us that have entered here today in this Advent season and maybe we're asking the Lord a similar question. Maybe if God would just give me this one thing, then I would be satisfied. Oh, Lord God, what will you give me for I continue jobless? Oh, Lord God, what will you give me for I continue spouseless? Oh, Lord God, what will you give me for I continue to be failing chemistry? Oh, Lord God, if you could just give me just this one thing, this one thing that might make my heart complete, this one thing that might make me satisfied. I remember growing up around Christmas being super excited uh, to get stuff, Um, and I asked for Legos every single year. Um, Every single year there was a new Lego set. And I remember getting the Lego magazine, yes there was a Lego magazine, and I remember circling the exact ones that I was pumped about. I would be like, oh man, dude, this Star Wars set? If I just get this Star Wars set this year, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be fulfilled. And I thought that through, and Christmas Day would come, and inevitably, I would be disappointed. right? I might get an awesome Lego set that, like, I mean, none of my friends had. It was really cool. But this one Lego set, the Millennium Falcon, still looking for it, right? I didn't get it. I anticipated getting the one thing that I wanted. And it wasn't until college that I was introduced to Advent. I don't know how I made it that long, but in college, all of a sudden I realized that there was a time built into the church calendar to anticipate, to recognize that there are broken things that you might not always get the Lego set that you want. But there's a time coming, there's a time coming where things will be made right when Christ comes. And so in this series that we've been going through, we've been going through the questions of Advent. We had the Lord coming to Adam and Eve and saying, where are you? God met them in the garden. We had God questioning Cain, where is your brother? Am I my brother's keeper? And we find out that that Christ is, in fact, the best brother. We're anticipating a coming day. And so what does this story in Genesis 15 have to do with with Advent, have to do with Christ? And what does Abraham's question, oh, Lord God, what will you give me? Maybe we have a similar question, but what does that have to do with Jesus? So I want to enter into this story. This anticipation, just like we're anticipating here with Advent. Genesis 12, we get God coming to a man named Abram in the land of Ur. And and this land is a foreign land filled with foreign gods. And God picks this guy named Abram for no particular reason other than God chooses him out of the land. God loves him and he says go, go to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you and from you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Abram gets to follow the God of the universe into a land that he's going to show him and he's going to be a great nation and now we enter into Genesis 15 years later, right? When, when God calls Abram, he's an old man. He's not a young man. And years later, Abram and God meet together and God says, fear not, Abraham. Abram. I am your shield and your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O oh Lord God, What will you give me for I continue childless? How can he be a great nation when it's just him and Sarai? How can they be a great nation? There's only two. There's no heir. Oh Lord God, what will you give me for I continue childless? What does God do? Does God chastise him for asking this question? No, the Lord... It says, Behold, behold! the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. When I was reading this text last night, I thought it would be really cool to walk outside and to look at the stars. You know, kind of this meta moment of reading this text and I walk outside and it was cloudy. There were no stars in the sky that I could see. But I think back to the first time that I really remember the stars. I was sitting on a dock in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, and I looked up and I saw the Milky Way. I could see the band of stars So many stars that I could not number them. And these are the same stars that God leads Abraham out to look at. Seems like a weird response when he's asking for a son, and yet he says, look at those stars. You can't number them, but your offspring are going to be that Great. So how does Abram respond to this weird kind of visual that God gives him? Verse 6, And he believed the Lord. He believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. He believed the Lord. Was there any evidence? Was there any evidence that God would, in fact, be true to his word? I mean, he had led Abram. He had been faithful to Abram. He had delivered Abram. And here, Abram asks this question, oh, Lord God, what will you give me? And does he give him what he's asked for? Not yet. But instead, years and years pass. And finally, in Genesis 21, we get the birth of a son. We get the birth of an heir. And what does God ask Abram to do with his newborn son? With his son that he gave him as an heir to be a great nation, to fulfill the promises that God has made to him? What does God ask of Abraham? He says, Go and sacrifice your only son. If Genesis 15 tells us anything, don't you think Abram's going to ask another question? But instead, we get so Abraham awoke, rose early, and went. Abraham did what the Lord asked because he believed the Lord he believed that the Lord was the good giver of the gifts no longer was he seeking no longer was he just seeking the gift of the child but he believed the Lord he believed that the Lord was in fact good and if the Lord wanted to deliver his son he could but he would do what the Lord had asked Oh, Lord God, what will you give me? See, gifts tell us a lot about the giver. My wife, Gina, if if you know her well, will know that she is an incredible gift giver. Um, Incredible. I remember when we first started dating, I, you know, offhandedly had told her that my favorite smell in the world was the the smell of fresh tennis balls. Like, man, when you crack open that tennis can, oh my goodness, that smell is so good, right? And I just told her, yeah, that's my favorite smell in the world. And the first birthday that we were dating, I get, I think it was birthday, it might have been Christmas, I don't know. Um, but the first time that we're together I get this gift and it's this basket and it's all these different things that have demonstrated that she's been listening to me and there's this can of tennis balls fresh not opened and I just crack it open and take a big whiff right and this has continued in my relationship with her this last week was my birthday and what did she do she got me all the bike tools that I could ever desire to have. She listens to me. She loves me. She knows me. This is the God that we serve. He knows us. He loves us. He wants to give good gifts to us. So what does this have to do with us in Advent? Oh Lord God, what will you give me? Under those same stars stood shepherds watching their flocks. And an angel appeared to them and said, Fear not, for unto you a child is born, the child that is the Savior, the Christ, the Lord. See, what will you give me, Lord? What will you give me? What will you give me for I continue jobless? For I continue lonely? For I continue spouseless? For I continue broken? What will you give me? God, the creator, the God of the universe, gives you himself. He gives you himself. He comes down as a baby for you for you what will you give me oh Lord what will you give me what does this gift tell us about the giver what does this gift of himself tell us about the giver recently Gene and I made a deal right I really want to get chickens okay I want to get chickens so that I can make my egg sandwich in the morning on an egg from my chicken, right? And I told this to Gina and she said, "You can get chickens on one condition that you get a chicken coop for less than $50." So I immediately went to Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and eBay and I type 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 trying to find a chicken coop within 200 miles of Birmingham that is less than $50. And I tried so hard. I mean, I've been trying all week to try to get this chicken coop. All right. Uh, I like it. I like it. Well, just wait. Just wait. It's about to get good. Um, So I've been really excited and wanting to get a chicken coop. And so we go up to Pulaski, Tennessee, which is where Gina's family is. And we're there yesterday, and her dad has chickens. And so we're excitedly, you know, kind of telling him about wanting chickens. Um, And, of course, he has a lot of knowledge for us to, to know. But he's like, oh, you guys need a chicken coop? And we're like, yes, we need a chicken coop. And he's like, oh, well, there's one, you know, over there in the yard that's broken, kind of falling apart. But you guys can have it for free. That's less than $50. All right. So I was so excited that we now have a chicken coop that is less than $50. But there is a problem. There is a problem. See, we have one car. And I can't carry a chicken coop on my bike from Pulaski, Tennessee down, right? And so I'm like super excited about this chicken coop, taking it apart, really excited to start putting it back together. And I'm just like, how are we gonna do this? And then Gina's mom is like, well, why don't you just take the truck, put the chicken coop in the truck and bring it down to Birmingham? See, not only did we get a free chicken coop? We got a free means to bring the chicken coop down to Birmingham. God has freely given Himself for you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him I might not perish but have. He freely gives you himself, but he also gives you the means to live with him. You know, a while back we did a series on the Trinity. We got to look at the Holy Spirit as the helper, as the helper, right? God doesn't just give us himself and let us figure it out. God gives us Himself that we might continue to know Him by His Spirit. See, the God of the universe gives you Himself in the person of Christ by the Spirit. What do we anticipate this Advent? What do we anticipate this Advent? We, we anticipate the coming Christ as a child in Bethlehem. We look forward to that. We remember that. But we also, by faith, by the Spirit, anticipate a day that is coming. We anticipate a day that the chickens will lay the eggs. Right? There is future hope for our chicken coop. There is future hope That one day I will eat that egg sandwich. And so much greater is the hope of the believer. So much greater is the hope of the believer. Oh Lord God, what will you give me? The God of the universe gives you himself in the person of Christ by the Spirit for glory, for a time that is coming. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Advent readings. But we've read some really stinking good news of the time to come. We've read of babies laying down with adders. I'm not a parent, but I can tell you that there's no way that I'd even let our dog lay beside a snake, let alone a child. But there's a day coming where there will be peace on earth goodwill toward men. There's a day coming, Jeremiah 31, that we will no longer have to tell our neighbors, know the Lord, because they'll know Him. He'll be here with us. We look forward to Revelation 21, where no longer will there be a need for the sun, because the glory of the Lord will light up the world. Oh Lord God, what will you give me? what will you give me? The God of the universe gives you Himself in the person of Christ by the Spirit for glory. So maybe you came in here today. Maybe you came in here feeling heavy. You felt like there's there's if only god this one thing if only you would restore my broken family if only you would just give me the job that i want if only you would give me the friendships that i want then i would be satisfied well i can tell you about the giver of good gifts I can't tell you if he's going to do all that. I can't tell you if he's going to do all that right now, but I can tell you that that giver has given you himself in the person of Christ by the Spirit for glory. For glory. And I can tell you that he loves you, that he wants to know you, that he's made a way to know you, if you would believe in Christ, that you would come, that you would know that your hope is to come. Right? We as believers, we don't have to mourn as those who don't have hope, but we can mourn with hope. With hope of a coming time this Advent season, we anticipate a new heaven and a new earth where God will go into a time here in a moment where we will be reminded of the gift that we would be reminded of the gift that is Christ see the night that Jesus was betrayed he was eating the Passover feast with his disciples and he took the bread and he broke it he said this is my body broken for you broken for you. And he took the cup of wine and he poured it out. And he said, this is my blood poured out for you in the new covenant. See, Christ, the God of the universe, has given you himself, has given you himself by the Spirit for glory. And we're reminded of that as we take from the elements as we as we eat and as we drink. Because Christ has given you Himself. Let's pray. Lord. Lord, you are a gracious and merciful God. Lord, you you met a man named Abram in the midst of idol worship, and you took him out that he might be a faithful member of the family that would bless the earth through Christ. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that, that this season exists, that we can anticipate both your first coming but also your second coming when all things will be made right and lord we praise you we praise you that you have not left your creation to rot in our own brokenness but yet you have given us yourself and we praise you for that in jesus name i pray amen we are so glad you joined us today if you would like to stay connected with us, visit our website at antiochbhm.com, where you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. If you have any questions about today's message, or would like to speak with someone about what was shared today, please email us at infoantiochbhm.com. Go in peace.